I'm out of breath because we sang half a song. <laughs> does that, it's going well. Does that, it's going super well for me. I think it's I'm living well. my best life. I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> oh my God, we're going to break the microphone. Okay, are you ready to do the theme song? Yeah, I'm very ready. I'm okay. 100% okay, ready. Okay, you're the first guest to do this. Ready? I'm okay. going off of you though. I don't remember the line, so okay. you start. <laughs> Lines are really difficult. Okay. This, this is your strange, is your strange and beautiful life. Beautiful life. <laughs> oh my god, you nailed it. Okay, I got it. Some, something got nailed. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> okay, that went really well. I think then we're going to start. <laughs> I have to stop and then start again. Hello, dear friends. This is Erica J. Schmidt, and you are listening to episode seven of... This is your strange and beautiful life. It's called Dream Jobs with John Kotrakois, who you just heard and who is coming right back. But first, I wanted to kick off the top of the show with a fact check. So what happened is while we were recording, there was some spectacular and secret news that we weren't allowed to tell anybody. But now, hopefully, we are allowed to tell everybody. So the secret news is John got into Just for Laughs. Okay, so John Kochakois will be performing this year, 2023, at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival here in Montreal. It's very exciting. His show will be Sunday, July 23rd at 8 p.m. Bedtime friendly. You are going to want to get your tickets soon. And hooray for John. Congratulations. And you're going to hear all about John and his shows in a few moments. But first, I also have a content warning for this episode. So even more than usual, our listener question is rated R. It is intended for mature audiences only, okay? So we get into varsity level kink and BDSM. If this is not your thing, if it makes you uncomfortable, you can check the show notes and then just skip over the listener question. Uh, If you happen to be my mother, my father, or a similarly close relative who would not at all benefit from hearing my take on varsity level BDSM, You absolutely need to skip over the listener question. And in fact, I don't know. I think that you get a pass on this whole episode and we'll bond over something else. And I love you so much. And okay. And for the content warning beyond the BDSM, there is brief mention of illegal pornography and child pornography. And so just so you know, we don't get deep into it. But if that's triggering for you, please take care and check the timestamps. And okay, so here we go. John and I laugh so hard in this episode. And for best results, I recommend that you just laugh along with us. My 13th therapist says that even if you don't think something's funny, which will not be the case with this episode, but even, you know, when you're just pretend laughing, this is apparently biologically beneficial. It will help you be less depressed. And don't we all kind of need that help sometimes? All right, so if you're enjoying the show, please share your favorite episodes with your favorite peeps. Please follow This Is Your Strange and Beautiful Life 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and possibly Google. I'm not really sure how Google is going. Uh, But thank you so much for listening. Love you so much. And I'll see you on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's going to be like, oh, they're so funny. (laughs) They're just laughing at themselves. (laughs) We're so funny, especially to ourselves. Okay. Okay, oh. so John just helped me with the theme song, and I know everybody thought that was exquisite. Yeah. So, yeah, welcome to This Is Your Strange and Beautiful Life. My name is Erica J. Schmidt, <laughs> and on my podcast, I interview people who may or may not have had the chance to transform their lives uh. into spectacular TED Talks. <laughs> <laughs> and today, my guest is the most hilarious comedian. John Kotrakois. I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your name. Did I do it right? You nailed it. It's perfect. Oh my goodness. It's like the theme song. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) So John is a Taurus. Oh no, with penis rising. He loves long walks at the mall. You wrote this. You're like, you find yourself so funny. funny. Yeah. He loves long walks at the mall and has never peed in a public urinal. Disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, In high school, John was nominated for Best Actor. How did you find that out? I don't even remember saying that anywhere. I did some serious research. I listened to Abby Stonehouse's podcast. Shout out to Abby Stonehouse. It was excellent. Her sound is excellent. She's very profesh. I loved it. So I'm trying not to copy her questions. No. So it'll be fresh fresh and, and riveting. But yeah, so he was nominated for Best Actor. But he had never acted in a school play before. (laughs) No. So he decided, I'm going to write, direct, and produce my own play, a fairy tale reboot called... Once Upon a Time. Yeah. I love that you said fairy tale reboot. I'm going to actually use that when I redo it. Yeah. Well, I think you should redo it and put it on several times. It was such a massive success in, what was it, 1999 or something? 1999. Okay. Wow. Erica. Well, we look really good for our age. We, you look amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. How I'm old are you? 37. Oh my God. You look you look 17. Oh my goodness. It must be my hair and that I cry every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> someone in sign language told me that I looked 28 and I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I feel like a toddler sometimes. So cry <laughs> every day. day. Um, but the play was such a massive success once yes. upon a time that the that it revived John's high school drama program. Absolutely. Life changing. You're always going to have that, you know? Yeah. Uh, as a grown up, John found his way to the stage as a storyteller where he became so popular, he got his own T-shirts. Yes. Yeah. Merch. Merchandise. Merchandise. Yes. That's very At official. John Kutcher-Kois. Yeah. Let's plug myself since yeah. we're here. Yeah. So we can buy merch. Yeah. Um, and then he mi- migrated to the Montreal comedy scene, quickly earning his reputation as a crowd favorite. In 2020, the Comedy Nest named John Comedy's Rising Star. And the star has risen. John has appeared at ZooFest and off JFL. He is on all the apps. Tinder. Grindr. 
Skip the dishes. <laughs> he is a delightful catch. We're so happy to have him. Here he is. Thank you so much for coming, John. How are you doing? Ooh, I'm good. I'm sweating and I can't breathe because we sang. Oh, just air out your <laughs> armpits a little bit. Do a little chicken dance or something. Oh, I think I forgot to close the window. Oh, what do you want to go now? do that? Go yeah. close it. Okay. There he goes. <laughs> You're going to be so out of breath. <laughs> it's like cardio. Okay. <laughs> that was really excellent form. Thank um, you. Yeah, I, I mean, I just advertised you as a dating prospect. Um, yes. yes. Are you single? Single, single and ready to mingle. Okay, how is dating going? Uh, I'm really focusing right now on comedy and stuff, so it's not going great. But it's going great because you're not in some terrible drama that's stopping you from doing what you love and exactly. working on your art. No, absolutely. I'm I'm good with that. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And dating here and there, chatting to a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Do you meet people at shows? No. And I wish I did. I wish somebody, Erica, my dream oh. is for somebody at a show to slide into my DMs. Oh. But it's never happened. Women slide into my DMs and like, oh my God, you were so funny. Ha ha ha. And I love you, but not men. Not men. Not eligible no. people. Not eligible gay men. No. Mm. Any married gay men? <laughs> no, nobody. No, yeah. Nobody slides into my DMs. I only heard about sliding into my DMs. I only heard that expression recently. It oh. must be a real thrill. Yeah, because like anybody can write to you anytime. Anybody. Yeah, okay. and you accept or not or you block or not. And then yeah. it's cute. I think it's cute. It's the new way to meet people. Just to slide into the DMs. Yeah, because who's actually going on? Like, I mean, I am on the apps, but like who's actually meeting on apps? No, I Are can't. You on apps? I'm on an app I forget to check. And uh <laughs> I, I, for a while I thought, oh, I should do my pod. I, I was thinking, I asked a few people on the apps if they wanted to come onto my podcast and mm-hmm. do a first date on the podcast. And that is such a cool idea. I know. But nobody's going to do that. Well, one guy who's, he said that he liked to alt on Sunday afternoons. He liked to either, he liked to alternate between orgasms and reading in the sheets he liked to hang under the covers and i Uh thought well that's great i can get behind that on a sunday afternoon and he was ready to come but then he unmatched me so he didn't come and then somebody else (laughs) was too busy no he didn't come and somebody else was busy going to the chalet so i kind of let that i let that slide yeah dating is a minefield it's just triggering i find that i get very upset when any kind of like suitor situation doesn't go well even like a potential suitor situation get very upset Uh, But for you, I guess like with dating, you get a lot of your material from... Absolutely. So I have to... Bad dates. Bad dates. I have to live a life. And that's what's getting complicated now with comedy because I'm working so much on stage Mm -hmm. that I don't have enough time to live. And without living, I can't get material. You don't have enough material. I don't have enough material. Okay. Not that I'm running out, but like it's harder to... You know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't, I don't have story. I don't have any stories. Like okay. I need to. Like I went on this podcast and I sang yeah. and then I got out this of breath. Gonna, this is going to be a story for sure. <laughs> this is going to be the best material. Well, you have auditions. Sometimes you do auditions. Yeah, and I that's do auditions. Good. That's good material. Yeah. Okay. Don't you have a job at a call center? I'm kind of done with that material because I can't really talk about it. Oh yeah. Until so I leave from there. I know. But recently I have to tell you this. Con- okay. Talking about how we're old. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. One of the agents asked me, because I'm a supervisor, right? So one of the agents said, hey, John, what does it mean when it says he can fax it to dot, dot, dot? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, it means he can fax it. 
And he's like, but what is that? What's a fax? What does it mean? He doesn't know what a fax is. He's never faxed. He doesn't know what a fax machine is. Have you faxed? I think we're almost too young to fax, aren't we? I mean, I know what it is, but I'm I know what it is. Fax. Okay, I'm not faxing every day. Like, I'm not going to yeah. fax you later my uh, whatever, but like CV. My CV, but I mean, how do you not know what a fax machine is? You like, were that's born how old we in are. 1999. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Isn't that sad? Yeah. In sign language today, the, the teacher was talking about 9 11 and mm-hmm. like, everybody no well like they were born in the year 2000 like some of them are born in the 90s but they were young young right like i was in high school it was a big deal but like right. these little kids are like whatever i don't know like i was working at a mall and the whole mall shut down they thought yeah. that the mall was gonna get attacked yeah yeah but it's just like this like little they just weren't there it's kind of weird so but you're not old and i mean you just ran to the window and back with great <laughs> ran. great I, vigor <laughs> sprinted so yeah, so that was like, like, will are you? It's like, are you worried that if you meet somebody, like, there's like being single, you know, it's good because you have material, but like, what if you met someone and you fell in love? Like, I have this terrible hypo- hypothesis that mm-hmm. people become more boring after they get into a relationship for sure. I think, and so you're worried, like, if I get too happy, I'm just gonna be one of those gross couples for sure. But then you're just happy, so maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah, but then I think you can find you can. You're right. It it takes away from the creativity and takes away from like the suspense but then there could be funny in the boring Mm -hmm. like in the norm in the normal stuff and in the like happily ever after i wonder if we get to be happily ever yeah Yeah. happily ever because you already did once upon a time so now you're gonna do happily ever after i could though that could be interesting to see like how do people how are they actually in their quote unquote happily ever after like do you think they have fewer meltdowns because there's some i don't know i mean we talked about this i think with my last guest is there's no perfect world like Mm -mm. she has a long-term love story but it's like kind of a drag sometimes but then being single is kind of a drag i'm like would i have more meltdowns like where i don't know where is there going to be the least amount of conflict in my life i'm not sure relationship Mm. is that I don't know what to do. I think about it all the time, whether people in relationships are happy. But it depends on the on the character. Imagine it depends on the person, on the partner that you pick and how crazy they are or how, you know what I mean? Like meltdowns they have and stuff. Like if you find somebody that anchors you down and like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe then you'll have less. But if you find a fireball. Not a good choice for me or no. you. We don't get fireballs. No, this no, is no, not no. a we good need, choice. We need like a banker. Yeah, but then that's so dull. But then maybe, see, I want somebody who's like, like my big triggers. Well, there are tons of them, but like, I would say like somebody who could help you with technology. Because you mm. know when something shitty goes wrong with technology, I just feel I would so love yeah. alone in the world. I'm like, who is going to help me with my computer? Just yeah. like, I just feel like, oh, it just is like things like that. Like somebody who could help me tilt my windows so that I could wash them yeah. easily. Like sort of a handy person, I think would be helpful. Like, what would you, what, are you, what would you like? Yeah, I think the same thing. We should go to like Bureau en Gros and like <laughs> Renault Depot and just walk around because you know you could identify them because they wear like an orange jacket, like the people a vest. working at yeah. Okay, and we could flirt with them. We should do that one day. <laughs> oh my goodness, I How can't fun wait. Would that be? Or Home Depot. I think it's Home Depot that they're in the orange vests. I think that would be more fun than most dating on the apps would be. Yeah. And then you could put it in your st- your comedy also. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, like, because my, sometimes my toilet seat gets loose and I have to, and like, I have shelves in the bathroom and they're kind of yeah. like on a slant. Yeah. Uh, who's going to help me with that? I don't know. You know? I, in my bathroom, the fan hasn't been working for, I would say, a good five years. Like, oh. who's going to change that? It's not me. Yeah, but I have a landlord. But like, certain oh, yeah. things, he's not going to fix my shelves. Like, you want to, you don't yeah. want to request annoying things. No, I think Home Depot is the way to go. Okay. Yeah, let's go on a let's date. Let's spend a day at the Home Depot. A whole day. Yeah. Okay, I can't wait. And it like air conditioning, the e- the heat wave. We can just hang yeah. out. We'll get some ice cream. Yeah. <gasps> we'll walk around for hours, but Uh-oh. we'll interact with the people. And Home Depot's really big, so it's like There's a lot of options. And we can do Instagram stories to like promote our careers too. Absolutely. Okay, well I'm glad that we figured that out. <laughs> I Okay, so dating is going to be really good. Okay, yeah. so now I want to talk about comedy, obviously. But like there, I don't go to a lot of comedy except for yours. I go yeah. to a few shows a year, maybe. That's rounding up. Let pretend I go to lots of comedy. Um, <laughs> You're always there. Always there. Yeah. I guess I do more storytelling, but maybe I'll switch to comedy next year. But there's like a lot of built-in self-deprecation. And yes. But you have some of that. Like you're like, oh, you like make fun of your eating habits. Like mm-hmm. maybe you don't go to the gym that much. You make fun of that. But I feel like you have love and self-acceptance in your heart for yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, I don't pee in public urinals. I have that kind of self-respect. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes I watch comedians and I feel upset for them because it's so full of self-hatred mm-hmm. and self-deprecation and just like things about their wives. And I'm just like, oh boy, this feels very raw and unprocessed. And yeah. I feel, I feel stressed. Right. So... Yeah, like I remember a therapist being like, well, yeah, a lot of comedians are very sad. And I'm like, oh, good one, Vincent. Very insightful. (laughs) Um, But how is your self-esteem? Like how how is your mental health? Like two different things, I guess. Yeah, but totally. How, you know. I think mental health-wise, I'm a mess. Okay. Just like normal mess situation, like mess. What does that mean? Um, What does that mean? I don't know. I think I still have like major insecurities. I have major... Like, my eating habits do suck. Like, okay. I'm really either good clean eating or then I'm, like, binging on, like, seven potato bags of chips. And... Do you feel like that's, like, an eating disorder or do you feel that's, like, a cultural thing that you have pressure to be on a diet? Like Yeah. Like okay. a gay cultural thing. Like, you have to be, you know, look good. Ugh. Yeah. But, I mean, women have that, too. I mean, I think, yes. ev- I think everybody has that these days. Yeah. But, like, how? when did that start? Like... All the time. Like when you forever. were a, a teenager? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I'm not good with food. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to do like the whole like, you know, like how people wake up at like five in the morning, go for yoga, then have like I an egg. I don't think you want to do that. I don't want to be that person, but I would like to be that person. Maybe. Mm, I would like to free you from this. So I, uh, me <laughs> and a lot of my friends have survived eating disorders okay. and like serious, you know, yeah. like hospital heart rates messed up. Like it's been, you know, and it, it yeah. still sort of follows you around. I mean, they say there's like restrictors and like allow or like people yeah. and people are always kind of doing that dance. And am I allowed or not? Am, am I not allowed? But I think you're always allowed because I think that any sort of restriction is really bad for you. Right. Okay. That's what you mean. Yeah. 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 And I think that like anything, anytime you're like, you're, I'm not allowed that. Yeah. You're not allowed to say that. Because I think that like, well, it's just, it's such a, it's such a head trip. Like, yeah. you're just going to be upset. Like, I remember my ex-boyfriend's parents were just always on a diet or then they were off a diet. Like, they did Weight Watchers and they're like, oh, we're just cheating tonight. Tonight's a night off. And like, 
you know, my parents, I don't really understand how, well, no, that's not true. I can't understand how I inherited their eating disorders. <laughs> my dad is like a fanatical exerciser and my mom is just, she's just a very small person, but okay. I, they never were on diets. Like right. they never, they didn't insult their bodies. My father a little bit when he gained weight, but I just think like that cycle, you never see people get out of that cycle. You never yeah. see people stop dieting. So I really think the solution is stop dieting. And like, I think people underestimate how much food they actually need and then they deprive themselves right. and then it's a like free for all at night. Right. But that's the thing. I don't have self-control. Like if I make muffins, I'll eat them all. Well, like all at once. Yeah. Like during the day or like it won't last in my house. Like if I have ice cream within a day or two or three, it's gone. Well, that's okay. Like, cause that's like you, every time you eat, you eat the ice cream or do you eat yeah. it all at once? No, so I won't sit and eat the entire thing of ice cream, but like it won't la- like I don't have self control. Like I can't have one muffin a day and have twelve muffins. Mm, so you, you can have I mean? three muffins three a times a day. Yeah, I think it's okay. Like if I make cookies, I guess I don't make cookies that much. But like if I make cookies, then I'll have the dessert. Like that'll be like I'll have a cookie after breakfast, a cookie right. after lunch until they're all gone. I think that's fairly normal. I know, Monkey but me, it's seat. like it's like for breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack. Late night snack. And then there goes the muffins. <laughs> what kind of muffins do you make? I made, recently I made banana chocolate chip and they were so good. I think that sounds nice. It's nice, but it's too much. Like It should be one muffin a day. Like, let's be real though. Like, you don't need to have six muffins. What about three? I think that's a lot too. I feel mm-hmm. like it's a lot. I don't know. I just think, it, I see people's headspace, the headspace that the good food, bad food takes up. Mm-hmm. And I feel sad for people. I mean, I'm not saying like, I don't know. I'm not, I feel like liberating eating habits is sort of, it's hard in our culture, but like, I don't know. Like, I just think when, have you ever just let yourself eat until you're full? Like, but aren't you not supposed, like, aren't you supposed to wake up, wake up? Aren't you supposed to get off the table a little hungry? Well, then you're going to have to come back to the table, right? (laughs) (laughs) And eat the next nine muffins. I don't know. Okay, so the food thing is tough. Yeah, I think we're, it's tough. but we're working it out. Like, it's not like I'm doing it every day and like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just, I would like to have a better control on that. It's a, a journey. Balance. Yeah, I think so. And so I don't wish Weight Watchers on you. I think you look <laughs> wonderful. And yeah, Thank you. I hope that, yeah, I find food is really difficult. And I think that you're not alone in your struggle. That's something I see, like, sometimes comedians, that's an easy yeah. joke for people. It's interesting, like, how that, like, fat is something we're still allowed to make fun of. Yeah, it's physical so appearance is still allowed. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, so interesting that, like, a little loaded also. Yeah, so that is mental health, but self-esteem, like, you do have some love for yourself. Yeah, I think, no, for sure I have love for myself. Yeah, yeah and I think that if... If you don't have some of it for stand-up, it's very hard because it's so rough. Stand-up, like if there's no laughs or like, you know, uh, it's just a hard space to be in. But you need some sort of self-love or delusion of self-love to be able to keep going on stage night after night after night and either doing great or bombing or, you know, whatever the reaction is from the audience, it's tough on your inner 
eco eco right yeah. so you have to feel like solid yeah have sort of a an even yeah. keel but then yeah. when people like it you must feel good right oh yeah it's a high like no other yeah, yeah do you yeah, sleep yeah. after that no. like you have a really good show you're just like no i don't sleep at all I just go home and eat the muffins yeah i yeah. go home and i fit, polish off those muffins yeah, yeah. celebration exactly okay. <laughs> but i'm glad that you're not like yeah i'm glad you're not one of those like miserable sad no. comedians sometimes you're a bit sad <laughs> yeah of course i think i think that like trauma and depression with time i think carol burnett that's a quote maybe from her uh-huh. that like trauma plus time is comedy oh yeah 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 i think yeah. francesca said something like that too it- exactly so i think you have to have it because if you like remember you were saying before about like the couple the happy le- happy ever after couple mm-hmm. like are they going to be funny no, no right so then it's they like, have no tragedy to add exactly to their there's no suspense there's no drama there's no and you need that you need a pie in the face or you need a failure to be able to process make fun of it and then and then get on stage and, and then get make on stage people and laugh make people laugh about it because then it will connect with people mm-hmm. yeah and nobody wants to hear about you sitting on the couch and being happy yeah exactly and eating without n- misery yeah it's the loaded yeah yeah okay people want to hear that you have a loaded situation happening yeah yeah Okay, but do you think, so some comedians, I mean, I yeah, I think a lot of comedians come to comedy depressed, right? Absolutely. It's like, sometimes I think it's like the last thing I could do. Like I go to therapy and like my therapist, I mean, she's a little, she's way too generous an audience, but like she just, I'll be so upset and I'll say something, I don't have a good example, and she will just, she will cover her eyes, come away from, and she'll just laugh. And right. she's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm just like, well... Me too. And it's like, is this the only thing I have left is just to go and make people laugh because I'm really upset and there's no real solution. So I think like comedy, like comedians say that it helped their mental health. Um, And like, yeah, like there's some kind of redemption for the shittiness of life. Like, have you found this to be true? Does it work? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because even on my most depressed day or if I'm not feeling it or whatever, like there's something I think about performers in general, Mm -hmm. singers, storytellers, you know, com- comedians, whatever format, I think there's something inside us that ne- that drives us there. And once we're there and we're on stage and we get the reaction or not, it's an accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. So you feel better automatically. Yeah. And I think without comedy, I would be really, really depressed. Yeah. Like really depressed. Because the preparation also grounds you, right? Yeah. Like, I think you're like, oh, I have this. Like, I can't totally throw the towel in. Yeah. I remember that with cross-country running. My last year of high school, I was like not in a great space. I had a bad eating disorder situation. I was like, well, right. I'm going to run for my team yeah. and I'm going to stay healthy just for that yeah. couple of months of the season. And then when it was over, I it all went to hell. But okay. I found like just like, to have an occasion to rise to was important. Yeah. I think yeah. that you said it so beautifully, an occasion to rise for. Because mm-hmm. you have to rise up off your couch, off your depression, off of your bed, get to this like the mm-hmm. place and like do your thing. And it's like it's about you, but it's not about you. It's like it's like outside. It's yeah. like it's it's almost perfect because I don't know. I do you feel yourself absorbed. I feel I'm quite self absorbed. Maybe for, we. Ha- I think we have to. Be, yeah. No? So it's yeah. like it's self absorbed without the self hatred and rumination, and it's just an easy. It's a more productive way of being self self absorbed. High functioning, self absorbed. High functioning, H F S A. High functioning. Okay, that's what we have. <laughs> that's okay, what we have. <laughs> I have a lot of letters after my name, and none of them are degrees. Um, 
Wait, do you have a BA? I have a BA. You have a BA? Nothing. Oh, that's awesome. I love yeah. that. Okay. Wait. Okay. But then do you ever find that the drive to perform comes from like a less self-loving place? Like, can you get kind of compulsive or like kind of numb out by going to clubs and just being like kind of over-functioning? No. The okay. only time I numb out and I disassociate is if I'm extremely nervous, mm-hmm. which usually tends to be like in a crowd that I might not feel so safe in. Okay. Like recently I went to um, the West Island. Okay. <laughs> and More straight. Straight, but like um, cousin-loving. Uh, they love cousins in the West Island? Uh, this place did, for sure. But like that type of, pe- like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, I can't believe I just said that. Who are cousins loving? Like they, they sleep with their cousins? I th- I mean, I wouldn't put it past that audience. Interesting. Okay. Like it was like a v- little town okay. vibe. Well, you know so what I mean? Maybe like religious Cowboy-ish. Also. Okay. Yeah. You're like worried about offending people. And yeah. Like- Twinkle light uh, bar staff. You know what I mean? Like Okay. And then you feel like. And then it's like me, the gay Greek guy from Shamity. Did they like you? They liked me because I'm funny. But like until they liked me, I was in a very disassociated, scared space. What does it feel like to disassociate? It's awesome. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Highly recommended. Well, it's productive, right? (laughs) Highly recommend disassociating because you don't feel the the stress and the pain and you're looking at it as a third party. It's really nice. (laughs) Right. Like you're actually like above. Oh, 100%. Maybe that's what it takes to get through medical school. Me, probably right but that's it so then but then once they started laughing my i was able to get into my body and like interact with them and have mm-hmm. a very good time with them and they were lovely people it's just you know you judge a book by its cover and sometimes when you look at a crowd you're like oh my god these people are gonna hate me mm-hmm. or if i'm in a crowd of like college guys like what do i have connection with college guys oh. straight college guys do you know what i mean but they like it but they love me but Everybody. then it ends up that they love me because you know i'm funny and i I'm very um, physical comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like I show my body. I yeah. show I'm not naked, but I like show my stomach. I yeah. like make these faces, mm-hmm. you know, so it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you, because you started in storytelling, but yeah. I found like some of your stories have crossed over to comedy, but the delivery is very different, yes. right? What, what, how, what can you say about that? Oh, Erica, I'm having such a hard time with that too, because I feel, yeah, not the delivery so much as the... In stand-up, if you're having a bad set, you're able to pivot out and change topic. But my sets are so grounded in storytelling Oh yeah, that I cannot pivot out. If you don't like what I'm saying, the you premise. have to wait till the end of this seven minutes for me to switch it or for me to get off stage. I can't just mid-story start another story. It's like, okay, we're going to talk about like yeah, dating know. my cousin. Like, yeah. hey, you know... You guys look like you dated your but cousins. Exactly. I almost did that once too. <laughs> yeah, but then I would go into that story. Right. Do you know what I mean? But what if they didn't like that? Then how would I switch to the doctor licking my face or my hot yoga story or my yeah, audition story? There's like, more of a commitment. But John, here's the secret is you're funnier. Like I just, I, I prefer storytelling I was comedy. just going to ask you, what's your favorite type of comedy? You. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay. But <laughs> I like storytelling. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like have some kind of scene you can picture. Right. Because because uh, it can otherwise be just like this bitchy rant, you know. Yes. We're maybe not allowed to say bitchy anymore, but you know, it just can be rant, just can be quite negative. Yeah. So at least we're going somewhere. Yeah, I think that I like that the best. Like not so much one-liners, like little right. anecdotes. Like if somebody has like a 
a, a mini story mini or just attached yeah, or like a like a topic that does it is just yeah. not a one-off but yeah i noticed like you have to slow down comedy delivery right you think you slow down you have to pause more yeah for them to catch that that's where the punchline yeah. is because in comedy it's set up punch yeah like set up punch set up punch right but me it's I'm saying a full story and within that story there's punchlines and mm-hmm. there's jokes and there's images and I'm mm-hmm. changing my body and stuff like that. So um it's I find it hard and even that night that I'm telling you about yeah they were so attentive the moment I opened my mouth there was silence in the bar. Right. You could hear a cricket like it was so and I wish that I had the freedom and the improvisational skills to be like so, like how you said, like, so do you guys like uh, dating your cousins or whatever? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like to play with them a little bit more. Right. Instead, I just went right into my story. Mm-hmm. They laughed. We had a good time. But it wasn't, it wasn't, nat- it was natural because I say it naturally, but it wasn't like um, in the moment. You, you know what I mean? It's spontaneous. Like, so you go yeah. by your script every time? Scripted. Me too. Too scripted. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I would love to be, and I'm working on it, and yeah. it's going to come, but I would love to be slightly unscripted because mm-hmm. that night they were all ears. Mm-hmm. I could have said anything. Right, right. I could have went onto a rant. I could have done some improv. I could have played with them. I could mm-hmm. have done anything with these people. They were there to hear what I had to say. But I felt bad because all I had to say was the script that I've written and that I've said 900 times. But you you're too I mean? nervous to sort of like too nervous. break out. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. I Because I, like, you know Jeff Gandell from Storytime, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, he's this big star. But he's yeah. like, do not memorize your story. You'll come out like a parrot. I used yeah. to do that. It was okay, but it's not the best. And I was like, okay, Jeff. And then I did his storytelling course. And I was like, wait, I was like one of the first people to practice. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Jeff, I'm not going to memorize it. And I got up there and like, I don't know if this is maybe inappropriate, but I think I, I gave everybody a seizure. Like everyone was like, what the hell was that? Like it right. was so fast. It was so stressful for me and for because everybody it else. it wasn't scripted. No. And like Jeff was like, yeah. okay, whatever you usually do, do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it. you have to do you. Yeah. I know it's so cliche to say, but it's so the truth mm-hmm. because we can practice to be not a parrot mm-hmm. and unscripted, but if it's not natural to us, it'll show. Like like you said, you gave everybody a seizure. Like it's not... Not desirable. No. But I think we have to practice to be like candid. Like make yes. it so... But I think there's ways of doing it. Like you probably already do this, right? But you're like, okay, I could say this, this, or this, right? And like yes. you have like three choices in terms yes. of like what color like the guy's shirt your, is. Make your own uh, yeah, adventure. adventure. Yes, yes. So there's ways of doing it. Yeah. And then like you might be able to like, I don't I did a wedding speech once, me- memorize the hell out of it. Yeah. But then like at the beginning I was like, okay, well just like keep eating, please finish your chicken. Yeah. And just that made everybody think, oh, she's off the cuff. Not right. at all. I was like, right. <laughs> scripted. Yeah, scripted. Yeah. Probably did it like 25 times. Like, yeah. Nobody, yeah, nobody prepared. I guess you, I didn't know, because a lot of storytellers don't prepare like that, but I prepare. Oh, no, I prepare. I'm meticulously like crazy. Like by the tone, like the cadence, everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything. It's like, and I've even, because, so then I started noticing that people were catching on that I was a parrot. And Mm -hmm. then (laughs) I scripted my crowd work. 
just to pretend that I'm interacting with the audience right. so they don't catch on that I'm not. Yeah, I'd be like, um, are you Sp-? like I always say, are you Spider Man? But I'll say it to whoever guy is in the front, and whatever they answer, I know what I'm going to say after. Right. But the audience thinks, oh, he's doing crowd work. Right. But I'm not. It's scripted. Whatever yeah. the person says, I follow it with. Um, see how. I just forgot it. <laughs> You're being spontaneous. Exactly. I'm being spontaneous. I'd have to say my whole story from the beginning to get to that point. No. Oh, yeah, that happens like, too. Like, I just, I got to start again. I sorry. Say, guys, sorry. I screwed that up. Let me start from the beginning. But um, no, it's like, sir, are you Spider-Man? And then the guy's like, no, or whatever. And I'm like, you hesitated. Are you Spider-Man? So even if he says yes right away or no right away yeah. or whatever he says, I will always reply, but you hesitated, are you Spider-Man? <laughs> and then that always gets a laugh. Right. And the audience thinks, oh, wow, he's so good at crowd work. Oh, but wow. it's like, I already know that that's how it's going to go. Yeah. Because I'm too nervous. But that I feel like, I don't know, a lot of excellent, like Nisha Coleman, like lots oh, of she's excellent. she's so good. I love her. She memorizes everything. It's of verbatim. Of course she does. Right? She's and a it's goddess. Like, and it's like, you know, and she's a goddess. So it's yeah. like, it's queen, okay. queen, 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 queen. Queen. Yeah, it's okay. I think yeah. it's I think you have to do what works and it's going it's going very well. I mean, but I guess what's stress it is stressful also to memorize though, because then you're like, well, if I mess up, like yeah. have you ever messed up? Like I've never really messed up. I've always remembered everything. I at my just for laughs audition, Erica. <laughs> Erica, I auditioned for just for laughs this year. I don't know if you know that. I think Okay, you do. now we do know. I didn't put in your bio. <laughs> okay. So I auditioned for just for laughs. I open my mouth, I say, I start talking. It's a little bit of a slow start, but I'm like, it's it's okay, I'm nervous. It's I'm trying coming, to get yeah. my nerves together, you know? I get my nerves together, it's coming. I get the first laugh applause break. Oh no. Loved it. I'm like, okay, we're going somewhere with this. I get my second applause break, roaring applause, roaring laughter. I forget my lines. What happened? Completely blacked out. I couldn't get to the next section. I just couldn't find the link. I was like frozen in time. Oh. And I'm looking in the audience and my sister's just looking at me like, motherfucker, get your shit together. Did get she it sign together. It to just you? looking at me with her eyes like, get it together. Because oh, my sister has heard it 9.5 million times. Right. So she could recite it. And I wish she had just said the line so I could That's like... That's what I would have done. But exactly. That. like I would have been like, and then you did... Yeah. yeah. So then... I skip like a chunk. Oh no. A chunk. Okay, like three, four lines. Right. And I skip those lines and I go in and I continue. I know that I forgot three lines. Right. The audience doesn't. No, I think it's okay. Okay. Then I get my third applause breaks, my fourth applause breaks, and then I end on a high note. Okay. But yeah, if I wasn't scripted, I, I could have maybe said something like, you know, Oh my God, you guys are laughing so much that like I forgot my place. What was I saying? Or did I have to yeah. catch myself? Yeah. You know what I mean? But no, no, I was for probably 12 seconds, but 12 seconds out of j- just for laughs audition. It's a little long. Feels like three hours. You know what I mean? Like I was just like, uh, mm. and I kept repeating the last line because it was making them laugh, which mm-hmm. is straight people, you all look the same. And they were laughing so much and they were saying it to each other. Ah, oh, straight people, you all look the same. And I was like, straight people, you all look the, the same. same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> straight people, you all look the same. <laughs> well, that's straight people, you all look the same. And I just kept saying it over and over right. again for 12 seconds yeah. until I found where I could continue Oh, you on. kept saying it. Okay, so you were oh, just yeah. standing there. I was No, I wasn't just standing there in silence. I was saying it because I'm like, if I at least say it, maybe right. the other line's going to come to me or at least they know that I'm not... 
frozen. Frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was dead frozen. I almost had a heart attack well, in that my was own body. High stakes though. Erica, it's the just for last audition. Of course it was high when stakes. When do you hear? When do you hear if you got in? Later? We'll see soon. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't wait to hear if you got in. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you nailed it. So we'll add that to your bio when it happens. Yeah, we'll add it if I get it. Yeah. But now, okay, now I want to talk about dreams. Mm. Like, so just for laugh dreams. But yeah, in one of your iconic stories. So you do you mind spoiling your stories or a little bit? Doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. But your iconic story with the doctor, right? You're on the date yes. with the doctor. He's yeah. super hot. He takes you to his stunning condo in the old port, shows yeah. you all his furniture, which is a bit irritating, but you're yeah. like, that's okay. He's <laughs> yeah. a doctor. Yeah. And you're like, this is great, right? Yeah. And then there's like a compromising sexual situation, yeah. right? And by compromising, I mean, he licks his face. <laughs> my face. Your he face. my face, yeah. my entire face. He licked my entire face. Yeah. yeah. And he and had... He- a bowl of... <laughs> he said he was a cat. He had a bowl of kibble. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maybe it was water. It was, a, it was a kitty litter box. But I think I'm going to add for comedic stuff. I think I should put like a like a bowl of uh, kibble. kibble. Yeah. yeah. Did he, he had, meow also? He did meow. I had somebody meow once and I, I could deal with it. It was just like one sort of trilly meow. Yeah. But was it like in a like a way like a cute way or was it like he this guy thought he was a cat okay yeah this person it was more like they were just celebrating how sexy i was right yeah um in a purr yeah (laughs) um but yeah so this is like kind of a deal breaker you're like i'm not really into cats um but you're trying to kind of like convince yourself well maybe it's okay like i I think at that point but like when these little signs that things were off you're like well no john you got to get over this he's a doctor we're just like we're just looking for a viable situation yeah Yeah, so you work at this call center right you're a supervisor and it's like i don't know if you feel this way but i feel like as like i always wanted to be a writer Mm. from a young age and it's like as artists, you're not allowed to say, well, I actually, I'd like to be rich and famous and like right. successful <laughs> yeah. so that I don't have to deal with this day job so then I can like focus on what I love to do because I, I get very tired with a day mm-hmm. job. Like I find if I'm doing like, I would probably eat my feelings more. I've always had kind of flexible gigs. Mm, they have drained me a lot, but like, yeah. I feel like after eight hours, like I get home, I can like make some toast, watch a show. Like I can socialize, I can maybe exercise, but I can't. Yeah. It feels like everything is dry in your brain. Like yeah. it just, you feel dried like in terms out. Of t- for you to write, sit down yeah, and write like now your novel or something. Washed out. Yeah. I just feel yeah, yeah, washed course, out. Absolutely. Like you can maybe th- like yeah. squeeze in some things on the weekends. I just find yeah. it really draining. So yeah. yeah. So like how do you balance and like reconcile a day job with your creative dreams, mm. right? It's really hard work. Yeah. It's so hard to balance and it's so hard to not burn out. Mm-hmm. And I burn out pretty quickly. You burn out from comedy? I burn out from doing both at the exact yeah. same time because okay. it's two full-time jobs. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a full-time job, answering questions all day on the phone, listening to people's screaming at you, fighting no. with you, putting out fires, educating people, teaching somebody what a fax machine is. Okay, yeah, you know that's very I mean? tiring. Like, it's and exhausting. then they're also like vibrant and full of possibility. Yeah. So then, and then at night, so like I finish at four and then mm-hmm. it's like quick workout, quick. We oh, do a workout? That's I great. Try. Good I try. I've been you. trying. Yeah. Cause I want to go to Greece and I want to be on the beach, not looking. Oh my. Yeah. Like okay. a dad. like a a hot dad but not a a hot dad okay and then um 
So yeah, so four o'clock, let's say right at four o'clock, I have to work out. If I don't work out at four o'clock exactly, I will never work out. Right, okay. So at four o'clock, I have to just put on those running shoes, do my little self-tape inside the house. Okay. And then I either rehearse, eat, or head to a show. Mm -hmm. And this is, I would say, like in July before the audition. No, in June. No, in May. In April, sorry. Okay. In April, it was madness. Mm -hmm. It was full-time work. Every night I had a show because they were preparing us for the audition. Mm -hmm. So every producer would give us spots mm-hmm. right and then i did the show i did the audition and then i took a, i stopped comedy like i stopped comedy i would do like one show a week or okay. one show every two weeks because i can't pretty good physically you can't do it yeah. it's impossible to and also because you know how it is on stage you're giving mm-hmm. energy out you're receiving energy you have to process all mm-hmm. of that like it's a lot yeah because i lot. don't find i sleep after a no. performance and no. like yeah and then i have to wake up at eight o'clock well no. earlier for the job so you're not sleeping it's a little bit of a mess but there is the high of it there's the thrill of it mm-hmm. there's the you know when you're exhausted but you're still going for it and you're pounding mm-hmm. the pavement i don't know what that expression yeah. is but yeah so there's a lot of that happening but yeah like even now if i get just for laughs yeah that's I'll gonna have be to grueling get ready for that and then i'm gonna for sure take some time to go to greece and just relax relax from both jobs mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then come back and then hit the road running again and you know yeah do the full-time work full-time comedy it's a lot it's a lot and then if you do just relax do you have to work at the same time or can you take some time off no i have to work right i don't know how like i, I just no. came from the fringe like watching a bunch of fringe shows i was yeah. so tired i stayed up late a few yeah. times like mentally ill the next day yeah and i'm like people are doing their shows six times like six ugh. times and then working well hopefully they took some time off yeah. of work work yeah like the nine to five but job like, because just like there's so much stuff involved in a show. But do they pay you for just for laughs? They would be paying me for okay. just for laughs if I got just for laughs. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then you get then you get vacation money, maybe. Or just to help like pay the bills. But Yeah, but in like I mean, in your dreams, like unapologetically, yeah. what would you want? Well, and that's the thing. It's like I, I'm picking everybody's brain about this because it's like, do you how can I explain it to you? Like do you like you want to be a writer, right? Yeah. But like, what if you were a drama teacher? Mm-hmm. Like, kind of aligning with, and you wrote the like school plays for right. the students. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. would that fill you enough? Like, is that still cool? But it's then hard it's to like, say. But then I find that would be so draining to have like classrooms full of kids and grading and just and grading, like, and then your all of your creativity is going to that like and not no into your naps. personal thing. You don't have any time for napping. <laughs> oh my god, a good nap is really important. Yeah, can you nap on the job? I won't tell anybody. No, I cannot. I'm always there. <laughs> always working from <laughs> always home. Working. Always I'm such a hard worker. Oh I love my god. Working. See, that's the only way. Is like when a job is kind of lax, and that's okay. But yeah. I, but I do work from home, so I'm mm-hmm. in a robe. Mm-hmm. the entire day like i'm not yeah. gonna say that i'm like in a construction site or anything so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Perfor- do you have performance reviews in your job yes every like th- two weeks don't you find that just so patronizing like i just i i was talking to a, like a 50 something year old man he was telling me about his performance review and i was like yeah you are 54 years old why are why like why is there a report card for you like when does this end it just it doesn't seems end. Upsetting. Okay, it doesn't end until you either you're your own boss or yeah. you find your dream job like we were saying yeah. or it's tough it's yeah. tough but you're not sure what your dream job like obviously it would be like you know go on tour and yeah just if like, i was on tour but even that you that's know, like, a slog also 
to go on tour, I want to do, I want to make money mm-hmm. and live a nice life, even here in the plateau with you. Yeah. <laughs> by doing things like to make people laugh, like in a writer's room or mm-hmm. like stage production of a play mm-hmm. or like comedy, touring comedy, mm-hmm. you know. But I know that it's like a tough job. Even, you know, you're in like ronkatonk towns mm-hmm. doing comedy for people that don't want to listen to you. Like it's yeah. not all glitz and glamour. Yeah, you like know what I mean? Cousins. Yeah, cousin loving. Cousin marriages, yeah, yeah. You know, so, but yeah, that would be the dream just to do something creative that mm-hmm. makes income. Yeah. You know? Uh, being like a little host on like CTV or something or like having a podcast that brings in revenue or something. Yeah. Something like that. Like recently I did for giggle fest. I don't know if you saw that giggle fest, Michelle Forrester, she created a, a, a festival and, uh, there was these guys that also have a podcast, Amr and Gabe, who do Banui. Oh, no, I that heard one. that podcast. Yeah. Okay, that was part of Giggle Fest. It was part of okay, Giggle Fest, yeah. and they did a live taping. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. Because yeah. you're like, you're live with people, you're getting an immediate reaction, mm-hmm. you're hearing laughs. Like, yeah. And I looked at the guys, and I was like, imagine this was our job. Yeah, it would be so nice. That would yeah. be so cool. Like, yeah. every day you go and you talk about topics, and like, you know, you engage with an audience, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, like that would even be cool that would be a dream like that would be so cool i know it would be tiring and like every day having to say you know topics and thinking Mm -hmm. of things and being creative it is stressful that Mm -hmm. as well in itself but it would be better than Yeah, to have to be part of a creative project i think like a community aspect is good too like i guess i could see myself doing like I don't know how to do this, but like we could like do tech or something. Like we could like move boxes and then we'd be so fit, you know, at theaters. We could be like tech help. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Let's look into it. Like be stage managers or something. I mean, I'm sure. Or should we get a job at Home Depot? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't wait. (laughs) That that, way we'll learn everything. There'll be other guys there that like do the same stuff like us. so popular. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I think just having a more like a job that doesn't drain you creatively, like active. I did a lot of caregiving. I just find like all jobs where you have to like stand up and be vertical in an outside place. Like, I mean, even like, how do you make a lunch? Like somebody, the sign language people were like, well, we should like, we should all have lunch after the last class. And I was like, how am I going to make a lunch? Like, I don't, it's been so long. You know what I mean? Oh, you mean, yeah. Okay. I get it. To pack a lunch, like. Like your lunch for work. Yeah. Yeah. That's like. Yeah, it's overwhelming. You're I, doing sign language for my personal interest. It's that's so cool. It's okay. really hard. Um, I'm doing LSQ, okay. Langage des Signes de Québec. So it's Quebec Special Sign Language. Wow! And everybody in the class is, well, there's some older ladies. Nobody else is in their 30s. Everybody else is in their 20s, okay. starting at 22. And yeah, I think it's soothing to talk with your hands, but. I guess, I don't know, I like naively thought it would be easier. I just, mm. I'm learning a lot of words. I don't know how to put them in a sentence. Okay. When like we have these exams where this guy signs really fast and I don't oh. understand anything, but then the teacher will stop. The, like he kind of spoon feeds us the answers at the end. Okay. I got like 15 out of 15 on one section. I was, I don't know. But I'm like really aiming for a solid 68%. Then I can do level two. But it's pretty, I don't know. Like I did a lot of work with people with disabilities I feel like actually being a sign language interpreter would be awesome for me because it's so active, right? Yeah. It keeps your head really busy, but like it's maybe a 10 to 20 year project. So right. okay. we can do like Home Depot first and yes. then <laughs> okay. do sign language on the side and then yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's like, and then sometimes people get the dream job and they don't like it. Yeah. You know, they're in the writer's room. It's like what they yeah. always wanted and they didn't like it. And it's like, sometimes getting your dream is dangerous. But you, but you know, there's also, and I don't know if you're this person. I don't think you are. You're, I think you're like more like me, but there's like my sister who like her dream job was to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. She went to teaching school no, or whatever. Yeah. She got her degree in teaching. She's a teacher. She's complete. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wish I I'd ha- been that person. Same. Yeah. I don't have that. Like, um, I want to be a doctor. So I'm going to go to this medical school. This is what I'm meant to do. Yeah, but you, you have know? that a little bit with comedy. Like you're meant to be up there. I'm meant to be up there. And it's yeah. the only space that I really do truly feel like, oh, okay, I'm home. Like yeah. this is where I'm supposed to be. It's just, I don't know how to make money from it yeah. to survive and not work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm-hmm. If I can figure that out, I'll, I think that's the dream. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is to make money from this. Because yeah. I do know that when I'm there and also when I'm with other comedians or with you creative people and storytellers and stuff like that, I really do feel like I'm funny. Like yeah. Oh, no. Very funny. Like, Do you remember one time we ran into each other? Yeah. It was after I had like broken up with my gay husband. Yes, I do remember And had that. to like drop off all my stuff. <laughs> I like he like sent me this like present and was like, you know, loved you so much. We'll always have these wonderful memories. I read it. I was a mess. And he's like, by the way, can you give me back my fans? And I was yeah. like, sure can give back your fans. So I, I like did it right away. And then we ran into each other and I felt like we were both doing material yes, <laughs> we were both just like, it was like we ran into each other and we were like and i'm not a comedian you did a solid five yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's fun yeah it's fun i i wish it was that easy that we could all just you know this podcast takes off and then yeah yeah this well with, whole, like, with you so singing cool. at the beginning uh, i think that off. was it's really the key to it <laughs> Yeah, the like drive to go viral. I don't know if getting going viral really gives you what it used to, right? Like uh, I used to yeah. go viral and get a book deal. I'm not really sure. I've never gone viral, but like for me, me like 20 likes, I'm like, yes. Oh um, my God, same. Like, but if I hit 100 likes, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm famous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm famous. I'm quitting my day job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so stressful that like, because then you see your life in terms of like, well, this would this make a good video? Yeah. And I think that's mega depressing. But. Oh my God, but Erica, that's the other part of it. In terms of us now, our creative side and stuff. Yeah. So you just writing this podcast, everything is full-time job. Mm-hmm. Add social media. Social media. It's another monster I know, of a job like that we have to do. Videos and reels. Yeah, I don't reels know how to do videos. captions. And I'm like, part of me has opted out. I'm just like, I post Mr. Rogers videos. It's like yeah. Erica not a cardigan more like a mini skirt and yeah. i just don't have captions i don't yeah. respect the time limits and it's so important now it's, it's insane so tiktok no no tiktok just makes me feel so old i know that's a very cliche thing to say but it's, i know but we need it we have to we need to do tiktok but that is like yeah that's like in the middle of the night it's so much yeah okay but it's another it's another full-time job yeah. so now you're not only doing your actual full-time job nine to five at home depot you're making the thing and then you're promoting the thing and then you're promoting the thing and then you're trying to create the thing and you're trying to go to stage to do the thing which is a full-time job yeah and then you're adding social media a full-time job and then you want to maybe work out or take a walk or Mm -hmm. make a lunch Mm -hmm. that's another full-time job okay so optimistic yeah um this (laughs) is gonna go overwhelming this is gonna go really well (laughs) okay we could do it though we could we're gonna do it it, yeah we we can do it yeah Thank you. 
so now we're going to focus on other people's problems now. Okay. Did you read this? Chuck? I, I briefly went through it, but I want to be more spontaneous. Okay. I have to learn how to do that. Okay. So let's go. Okay. So my listener questions, um, we're going to do a listener question now. And so everybody out there, if you have a listener question, please send it to us because you're going to hear we have great advice because I, my, my, um, my guests and I treat every scenario with love and compassion and I just love this part. So I'm going to read the listener question. It's like they tend to be mini essays, but you know, it's good. We can go in depth. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Dear Erica and John, I just burped into the- <laughs> I thought it was my stomach. I thought it was my stomach because I haven't eaten in an hour. Erica, I, you some cheese. <laughs> I thought it was my stomach, but it was your burp. Weird, I don't know why it was just a weird noise. That's oh, we amazing. might have to take it out. Okay. Dear Erica and John, I'm a straight white dude in my mid thirties. My girlfriend and I have been together for seven years and living together for five. I love her and I enjoy our life together. However, I am not sexually attracted to her and haven't been from su- for some time. We had some okay vanilla sex when we first got together, but the oh problem is... God. Not vanilla sex. Not I am vanilla not vanilla. Sex. He's not vanilla. Okay. Not by a long shot. I am into varsity level BDSM. Degrading domination, age play, animal play, ravishing fantasies, and a few things I'd rather not mention. All with consent, of course. We love consent. This is our strange and beautiful life. Love that. Yeah. I started watching porn in my early teens and feel more aroused by a screen than I can pull off in real life. My girlfriend and I haven't had sex for the last four years. No. No, she's not your girlfriend. She's your roommate. Are you crazy? (laughs) It's a disaster. I have told her the lighter version of my fantasies and she is not at all interested in exploring them with me. She's content with us never having sex as long as I promise never to cheat on her. Whoa. Okay. I care about her and appreciate our cozy, comfortable vibe but I am not sure I can go the rest of my life without indulging my deeper desires. It seems unrealistic that I won't slip up once or twice. I also worry, John is shaking his head. I also worry that he, she is concealing any sexual frustration with anxiety that I will leave her. Poor sweetheart. At one point we went to a counselor Mm. in the hopes that maybe she could help me get over my fantasies. What? I don't love that approach. No, me neither. No. As you might imagine, this didn't take. So far, I have more or less remained faithful, though I have a, I have a few objectified women I message online who send me debasing po- photos, which I will jerk off to every once in a while. <laughs> no judgment. We just have no, the giggles. We um, just have the giggles. Yeah. Okay. Then whenever my girlfriend travels for work, I tend to reach out to these women who I have objectified, and then I will have wild masturbation sessions. While I will send these women a dick pic or two, we never talk live or video chat, and so we keep a certain distance. This, satisfi- this satisfies me to an extent, but it feels like a slippery slope. I don't want to hurt my girlfriend. I also don't want to leave her and lose our loving bond. I mm. tell myself there may not be sex, but at least I have a relationship with someone who's real and not just a face on a screen. Huh. Am I making a mistake in settling? Is there a cure for my fantasies? Please help. Love, my dirty, horny dick. Somebody wrote this to you. Yeah. It's real. It's a real person. Yeah. It's a real person with real emotions. Yeah. With real fantasies. But most of them are on a screen. Yeah. And deep fantasies. 
yeah, no, people are out there and they yeah. have, and it's just like, not all places, not all, not all partners are going to be kink friendly. Yeah. But I think you have to find your, your kink person and your kink yeah. partner because why, if he's not hurting anybody, you know what I mean? Like whatever, I'm not going to get into his fantasy, but whatever mm-hmm. his fantasy is, you can have your fantasy as long as mm-hmm. you're not hurting anybody or yourself. It has to be consensual. Yeah. Consensual. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Then you should, cause there for sure are people that would want to be with him that are mm-hmm. in this world, in this fantasy. Um, to stay with somebody who's vanilla and you're just kind of a roommate situation, it's cute, but where he's too young. Happy. You are both yeah. too young to have give to give up sex yeah. for the rest of your life. No. You're thirty something. That's yeah. too young for her too. It's not fair to her. Like she could have no. the full. I mean, I don't know. Like the two of us, do we believe in love or anything? Happy, lovey, after happily ever after. But like. People are getting laid out there. Yeah. I'm not one of them. But <laughs> like there's just a whole world out there that I yeah. think he's not exploring. Uh, yeah. Living. yeah. I mean, I don't know if this person is in a major city though. I mean, maybe that's a factor, but Okay. I mean But then move. Yeah, or just like travel or like yeah. you know, to like <laughs> travel. Zero sex to like, you know, even yeah. if half of your fantasies are fulfilled, it would be better than zero sex like i just think he's it's too soon yeah you're giving up way too much way too soon for a comfortable cuddle it's too soon to 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 be if he was 85 yeah and you know what i mean like just keep watching porn and like you know yeah you're fine because you have a lovely woman next to you or man or whoever Mm -hmm. and they're cooking for you and they're cuddling with you and they're you know it's a partnership no problem but at such a young age no go explore the world do Mm -hmm. your thing and then Maybe the partner, it was a girl, right? The mm-hmm. partner? Yeah. Maybe she's going to want to go and do explore and find somebody that she does want to have sex with or yeah. or not or, you know, and that's... Yeah. I just think there's this belief that like couples, once they've been together for a certain amount of time, they don't have sex anymore and people just think that's acceptable. And oh. I'm kind of like, then you should break up. Like, yeah. it's like, then like, because it, 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 it's indicative of something else. Like... Yeah. I mean, there's no shame. If you, if you don't like sex and you don't have it, that's okay. But like, yeah. I think that... But find somebody that is in the same boat. Don't compatible. find a sex addict. If you don't yeah. want to have sex, don't find a sex addict and force them to kind of be in a vanilla relationship with mm-hmm. you. And Or oh. be open. Because she said that she doesn't want him to cheat on her. Well, you can't have everything. Yeah, like maybe be they could roommates both... roommates and love each other and respect each other and be partners but let him do his kink stuff. And then maybe she could do her thing. Yeah. It just, it sounds like it's not compatible. Yeah. And I want to, but like the, the counselor situation where it's like, we're going to help you get over these fantasies. That is the wrong approach. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, okay. Let's just say, I feel like there's some shame in the fantasies. Mm. Like, I feel like there's a bit of not owning it. And there's also a bit of like, I will never be able to fulfill these fantasies because they are too dark and too much. Right. And the tr- they might be a little, like it okay. sounds like there's some, he said there was things that he'd rather not mention. I mean, yeah. like animal play, age play, that's like pretty specific. Not everybody's going to want to do that for you. But like you might get halfway there too. And that could be, that could be compelling. Enough, yeah, enough to satisfy some sort of need. Maybe not the full mm-hmm. right spectrum thing, but like at least something yeah. more satisfying than this vanilla thing. Yeah. And then the other thing I want to say with the porn situation um, but like there's a woman, I think her name is Maggie Corman, Maggie Gorman. I'll put it in the show notes or whatever, but she, so her one, she's an actress 
And one day she went to work and her child called in like massive tears. She's like, mom, the police are here. And they were looking through her father's laptop uh-huh. and he had illegal pornography. Oh. And so, I mean, controversial. Everybody has different opinions of sex addicts. Like I'm kind of like, I mean, illegal porn is certainly not acceptable, no. right? Yeah. No. Um, I don't love the label sex addict, but like, I feel like porn addiction is a real, real thing. Yeah, and a real thing. Yeah, very, absolutely. very detrimental. But what I thought was interesting about this guy, so he had illegal like underage porn, right? Which is oh, atrocious. Yeah no. yeah, no, no. But he went to rehab and she took him back. She forgave her husband for this. She wrote mm. a play about it. And oh, she wrote a play about it. Yeah, it, it was wow. her decision. And, you know, obviously she was very thoughtful about this decision. But at the porn rehab, like he wasn't a pedophile. Like he, you know, they had children, right? And yeah. she was like, oh God, right? So now he's a sex offender. It's a big deal. I don't, I don't know if I could handle this myself, but she, from like, she searched and like it was a reflection that came out for her to stay in her integrity. Mm-hmm. She stayed with her husband. And in the rehab, which was very intensive, it's like porn addiction, it's kind of a slope. So you're getting that, I'm very unseasoned in porn. I've barely watched any, but like you, you get like a, it was a dopamine. What is yeah, it? Yeah. So you get hit, like, yeah, sure. you get your, um, you get your fix. But like, if you've been watching porn since you were 12, you, it takes more and more to get your hit, right? Like anything. Yeah. So like it's like, drug, it takes yeah. edgier and edgier. So then like, yeah. I don't know what kind of like, like sort of dark stuff you might be watching. Then you're going to have to like take yeah. it a step further. So I don't know if like, I don't believe that the counselor, the counselor, like curing you of your kinks is healthy right? right but i just wonder if maybe some of the extreme nature of some of the fantasies are just due to like watching too much porn right and like a lot of people are watching it's like people can't get it up because they have to watch porn yeah the virtual reality world yeah it's kind of messy so yeah maybe look at your porn addiction definitely don't try to heal your like don't try to cure yourself of kinks i think that's not appropriate but no Here's the thing. What was the guy's name? My dirty, horny dick. My dirty, big dick or something? Love my dirty, <laughs> horny dick. He didn't specify the size. I'm sure it's lovely. And your <laughs> dirty, horny dick should be getting some action. And yeah. yeah. Safe with consent. We're not yeah. people that, you know. And then, yeah. And then have fun. Explore life. Yeah. You, it sounds, you owe it to yourself. It sounds like this person has never really had a chance to talk openly and yeah. freely about this. And there's a lot of shame. But... Um, we all deserve to have a ex- an exciting, fulfilling, consensual, consensual, very important sex life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we wish we wish you well, yeah. MDHD. Yeah. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I knew you were the right person for this question. <laughs> Write us back, okay? We hope you get like off like crazy. Yeah. Okay, so now we talk about routines because I'm obsessed with routines. Okay. It makes me feel better. To have routines, but do you have a morning routine? Uh, no. Okay. You have I to work at 8 a.m. I throw myself off of my bed. Mm-hmm. I get into my robe. I turn on the computer and I start taking calls. Okay. Do you sleep naked? No, with like shorts. Okay. So then yeah. you put your robe on. And then, but do you have coffee or something? No, I don't drink coffee. What are you, but like, what about breakfast? When do you have your breakfast? I have it like 
on my second break, like around 1130. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why you're so hungry for muffins. You don't <laughs> eat soon enough. <laughs> it could. Yeah, but I'm trying to also do intermittent fasting. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, oh, we don't no. recommend that. But okay, so yeah. morning routine is pretty simple. Okay. Yeah, um, super simple. Okay. And when do you go to bed at night? It depends, but I'm a very light, uh, I'm a night owl. Okay. Like, even if I'm tired, I'll stay up until one. Okay. And yeah. then, so about seven hours. Yeah. yeah. But then not sleeping enough, that can be hard for your stress. And that can make yeah. you want more muffins, too. Yeah. Yeah. But you Yeah, need, I need to sleep earlier. But you also need to be a comedy star, so. That's the problem. Yeah. Because also think about it, if I get home at like. 11 30 i'm not gonna just put my head on the pillow and fall asleep no like i need to decompress not. i need to yeah. take a shower i need to wash off the day you know what mm-hmm. i mean like do my night skin oh routine. do you have skincare i have skincare now. what's your skincare i know me it's too it's from started. ordinary oh me too yeah. i think they should sponsor the podcast i think they should i yeah three-part Absolutely. routine very um very manageable, I find. Yeah. yeah. Very very affordable and manageable. Okay, we're both yeah. ordinary, but you don't do it in the morning? I do it in the morning and at night. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Roll out of bed, face. But in the morning, I don't do it until I take a shower. Okay. So it could be like three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. But yeah, yeah you just, I think you just need the, but that's why we look so radiant. Yes. Um, we're ready. We're ready to get famous. Our skin yeah. is ready. Okay. What about a creative routine? So for comedy, I live it. Mm-hmm. Like how you said, if I see you on the street, I'll practice it on you, mm-hmm. see if it gets any laughs. Mm-hmm. Then I'll write it, then I'll perform it. Then mm-hmm. I'll memorize it, and then I'll perform it. Okay. Yeah, but it, I'm very, like, I live it, and then I tell my best friend Janice, or, like, you know what I mean? I'll tell somebody about it, and if it gets laughs, then mm-hmm. I'll write it out. I'll mm-hmm. flush it out and get it to be, like, comedy stand for stand-up, yeah. And then, like, but do you have a time that you write it, or just whenever, no. whenever you have time? Whenever I have time, Do yeah, you write on your phone? Mm, no i write notes on the phone okay but yeah. i'm not a i need to have my computer to okay. write right yeah okay yeah or and i still use a pencil and mm-hmm. pen and well, stuff that's healthy do you ever yeah. write while you're at work sometimes on breaks at work yes you... at breaks at works i write only on yes. breaks okay. only on breaks okay great yeah i used to also do that too i used to write on breaks at work only on breaks but then I heard you get you get quite nervous. Like you were like professional at getting <laughs> Til nervous. Till this day, uh, yeah. Till this day. Even for this, I was you were nervous. Nervous, yeah. I'm always nervous, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it was like a week before the show. Yeah. Then it was four days before the show, three days before the show, two days before the show. Now I'm able to control it, mm-hmm. not be so crazy nervous. I would say probably on my way to the show. You get I'll nervous. start getting nervous. Yeah. Okay. And then for sure, like the 30 minutes before I'm a mess and I'm repeating pacing. my thing over okay. pacing over and over and over and over again. That's what comforts me is just to re-say it over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again. But I feel like I'm, it's making me sick sometimes because yeah. it's like, I can't, how many times am I going to say it? Like compulsive a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but it makes me feel safe and comfortable. And then once I'm on stage, I'm good, surprisingly. And then once it's done, I'm... On a high. Good. Yeah. Okay, but what have you? What do you think has helped to decrease the nervous time? I think the better and better that I'm getting. Yeah. It, good feedback. Yeah, the good feedback, the knowing like what is funny, and knowing that like okay, this joke. It's not that this joke is not funny. It's that maybe this audience doesn't like this mm-hmm. joke. But on an average. Like, let's say I've performed 10 times in a month. Mm-hmm. Nine out of 10 times, I'm not going to bomb. And mm-hmm. I'll bomb maybe once. Okay. But that means that that material is nine out of 10 good. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like just like shitting your pants, wondering if people will. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, if it's new material, that's where I'm a little bit more nervous Mm -hmm. and more insecure because it's like, well, are they going to like this new material? Mm -hmm. Once I know that they, that audiences have liked it. It, Yeah. It gives me comfort and I know, okay, you guys don't like it. It's Mm -hmm. not that it's the material. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But then like when you were in high school, you wrote this like fabulous play and then you also, you just like wrote a part two and part three. Like, yeah. Did it just kind of come out of you? Like, how did how did that creative process work? In high school, why did I write this play in high school? I Well, it's funny because in the play, the two kids, do you know what the play's about? Yeah. It, well, I know there's like a vegetarian wolf from yes. Little Red Riding yes. Hood. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically John and Julie are brother and sisters mm-hmm. and they are asked for help by mother goose who's like losing her memory and mm. suffering from alzheimer's oh contemporary and, yeah. yeah and she needs their help to put her stories back together because her evil sister gusilla messed everything up and That's she has until so midnight good. yeah but the story it's a story within a story because it starts with a grandmother telling her grandchildren a story mm-hmm. and they're telling her we've heard all of these stories mm-hmm. make something up so mm-hmm. she's making it up which in real life, my cousins that I would babysit would be like, oh, we've heard Cinderella. We've heard whatever. Mm. Make something up. So I made up oh, this. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So that's the the gist of it. So that's why I wrote it that way. Mm-hmm. But then the, the prequel, which oh, is okay. the second part, yeah, uh-huh. is where did Mother Goose get all of these stories? Right. And then I based it on all the traumas in my life. Oh. But how she can't, because in comedy, I find that's what you do, right? Or in storytelling, you try to find the funny or you try to find the positive Mm -hmm. if it's not a totally sad story or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you try to whatever. So I took whatever my family dysfunction was, my family traumas, Mm -hmm. and I basically incorporated them into these fairy tales, but she changed them. Like, so Mm -hmm. she's almost, Mother Goose is almost like a real person. Mm -hmm that then becomes famous for her stories, but her stories are loosely, not loosely, but like they're based on like her aunt who's a stripper <laughs> is Cinderella with the high heels, but right. she's not going to write a kid's story about a stripper. So it's Cinderella and the heels come from that memory of right. her aunt who's mm-hmm. a stripper. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, so you get the behind the scenes of yeah, other Yeah, you get the behind the scenes goose. of every story, but they're more... Like her aunt was suffering from cancer. That's why she lost her hair. But in Rapunzel, it's they cut her hair off. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so there's like little tweaks that I have to do, that she has to do to get these stories, let's say, published. Mm-hmm. But all in the meantime, going through high school stuff and like uh, adolescence and having a sister that's like jealous and, mm-hmm. you know, like all that stuff. And that's how then she makes it up that Gusilla stole her story. But mm-hmm. like, it's all the prequel but mm-hmm. like the real versions of or like her uncle suffers from schizophrenia mm-hmm. but she, or multiple personality disorder oh no but she creates the seven dwarfs that's out brilliant. of all of his stuff so the character in the play will have multiple personality disorder but he's gonna encompass all the seven dwarfs in one person <laughs> yeah and then you have a sequel also and then and then there's the sequel which is everybody all of the stories in happily ever after like Mm -hmm. so is cinderella happy married to the prince oh so we get our we get our answer as to whether it's worth it to stay in the apps or not exactly yeah we'll see how it all works out yeah 
But you, do you ever write outside of your comedy? I mean, you must be busy to like write other things besides comedy. Like the plays are taking a back burner, major yeah. back burner. Mm-hmm. When I was younger and I hadn't done comedy yet, mm-hmm. I would write all the time. Mm-hmm. Journaling. I would oh, write journaling. Um, uh, pilots. Okay. I would write movies. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, okay. I have like a whole, whole folder. Like we're oh. talking about like a filing cabinet full of things that I've started writing or finished or... Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's just that okay. comedy now has taken over everything. Yeah. Okay. Everything. It's taken over my life. Yeah. Well, you never know. Yeah. Maybe you will end up in a writer's room. Yeah. Um, I hope but, so. But you were thinking maybe you'd do Fringe show. Well, I would like to do Fringe show. And then that's the thing. Do I do Once Upon a Time at Fringe? That mm-hmm. would be cool. Mm-hmm. Or do I do a one man show at Fringe? That would be cool. Mm, yeah. It's, I mean, like your one man show would be brilliant. There's lots of one man shows at Fringe. So yeah. it's like a like ensemble pieces tend to be like one time somebody did they did peter pan and it was just magnificent it was so good like ensemble pieces are kind of special at fringe and then they bring in a lot of people but then i think like the money situation you want to make more money but fringe is not great for making money from what i know but i don't feel like you do fringe to make money no you you like the experience i guess it's just like maybe like to make your expenses back or something so at least yeah yeah but yeah, ensemble pieces can, can be special. It can be something yeah. different too. It might be like a break for you to do something yeah. new. And I would love to be a part of the French. I always mm. forget the date that you have to submit. Okay, so we're going to both apply to Early Bird this year. Okay. Do you know when it is? No, but I'm going to find out. I'm going <laughs> to send you. you. And then we're both going to apply to Early Bird and then you automatically get entered in the okay, main perfect. lottery if you don't get in. But you have okay. a better chance to get in. We'll so, do that. Okay, so we're both going to be at the Fringe next year. Yeah. <laughs> Manifesting. Yeah. We did we also manifested we're going to be rich and famous. Let's did manifest we manifest sex also? No, but let's manifest okay, that too. Okay, we're going to manifest sex. Yeah. What else are we going to manifest? In abundance. Abundance, mental health, mental serenity. Health. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That I feel that's good. Okay, do you have a cleaning routine? Um <laughs> I'm beaming. I love cleaning. <laughs> How big is your apartment? <laughs> it's 700 square feet. Um, but yeah, no, like, so if I do a deep, full clean of the apartment, mm-hmm. we're talking moving the bed, under the bed, removing the carpets, cleaning the cupboards, mm-hmm. inside, outside. But that's like once a month, once every two months. Like, we're not going to do you that You do the every... insides of the cupboards once a month? Once every two months, let's be real. Inside. Yeah, like I, I only take do out that everything a few times, out times a year. Yeah, because like that's like as stressful crazy. as your eating ideals, right? Yeah. That's hard to keep up. Yeah, I'm but, I'm do the outside every week, but inside every week, yeah. But inside, yeah, I devote my life to it. But inside, no. <laughs> devote my life to it, but yeah, and then like the bathroom, obviously once a week, and mm-hmm. like if it's messy or whatever, mm-hmm. like if somebody's coming over then twice a week or, you know yeah. what I mean? Like stuff like that. Yeah. Vacuuming every two, three days. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know why, but there's crumbs everywhere and I'm not even that messy. That's pretty good to vacuum every two, three days. Yeah. Just to keep it like the dust balls at bay. Mm-hmm. Um, mop also mop of the kitchen is probably once a week, but mop of the entire condo is not once a oh, week like, no, no i don't think you week. need to if your wood floors i used to no. i used to wash my floor on my hands and knees every two weeks and i thought yeah. i think you have other things to do with your life but why not a mop well now i have a mop okay yeah so i have a mop Copy. but i also don't mop every two weeks i right. think it's not necessary like if i'm working out i work out on the little in my front room yeah. and then i'll like spray and wipe where i've been working out. Yeah. spray the handprints and the sweat and stuff yeah. so yeah 
Well, it sounds like you're pretty clean. You might yeah. win the prize for my cleanest guest so far. <laughs> I feel. I would love that. I yeah. am pretty clean. Yeah. I, I mean, am pretty clean. That's a pretty serious. Yeah. And I make my bed every day. Okay. First yeah. thing? Not first thing. Okay. During the day. Yeah. Okay. Because I can't get into a messy bed. Mm-mm. I'll no. make it and then I'll get right into it. But yeah. I can't get into a messy bed. No. Yeah. To sleep? There's no way that I'll no, fall asleep. No, you and Oprah. Oprah's like, yeah. I just can't get into an unmade bed. No. no not a I chance. I have to make it and then I'll get in. Yeah. Okay. Two seconds later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. And then if there is one thing, if you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? Mm, that's such a loaded question. But it can be so easy. Like Francesca just wanted more like fancy donut store. <laughs> oh my God, that would be so good. Yeah, well, she's, she's already she's something. already wished for that. So you can wish for something else. So it can be very shallow, you know, it's like. Like more, less, um, like a healthier work balance life. Yeah, I Totally. Four days a week, three days a week. Four work. days, six hours a day. Yeah. Like just a realistic. Four like, days. Realistically, four hours. we're all just working like two to three hours, anyways. Just let us do that. <laughs> so, like, yeah. yeah, universal income or something like that. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Because what are we doing though, for real? Like, we're really just working for the weekend, or we're working for that one vacation, yeah. or working for it. Like, it's so sad. That makes me sad, honestly. I know. And I think, I think artists feel sadder about it. Like I, yeah, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, yeah. I'm applying for lots of jobs, but you know, know, none of them. And you will get some, we're going to manifest that yeah, too. Yeah. We'll a really great list. job, but one that's not like really yeah. draining and horrible. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The day job. I feel like if people could actually do fulfilling work with their do days. F- do you feel that when, as you're getting older, like, do you feel like, why am I working for, like, what's the point of spending so much time at the nine to five like what is the yeah like life is passing yeah that's and i feel like as i'm getting to be 40 i always i never prioritized work and i've I've had like a mishmash of situations i became a translator because i was like that sounds like something that you could just like do a few contracts and then like do your own thing for a while like i I picked something so i wouldn't have to work that much but i was a little bit i don't know if i was underinformed. But then I didn't work as a translator. I worked with kids for a couple of years in a Montessori school. I was a cleaner. Oh. I did like side. I did, I did a lot of freelance. So I never I never prioritized work. Then I got this day job. I got a day job from the sky. Like I got somebody approached me on LinkedIn. They're like, do you want to be our in-house translator? I was like, not really, but like, let's mm-hmm. look into this. And then it was just a very flexible gig. I asked for three days a week. They said yes. It like involved a nice walk over the mountain. Yeah. I call it the generic website factory. Like the standards were low, passable mediocrity earned an A plus. So I was like, like also like my personality earned an an A plus, but you know, I, I shone as much as you can shine at that sort of place. And, but once I had that income coming in, I was like, I just got used to it. I went up to four days a week and I was like, oh, actually I think I need a job. Like actually, yeah. like my speech is that, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but it's just like you, I was raised to think that like I was going to have this exceptional life and like that I was going to do like big things for the world and like huh. be a real star. Like I skipped grade two and yeah. ever since then it's been like, Ooh, Erica, your career, like, wow, it's going to yeah. be really big. And it's like, nothing's happened. And I but just, don't you find that that, pr- that pressure is too much? Like paralyzing. how could you carry that? Exactly. No. It's paralyzing. So I'm like, I feel like yeah. maybe I should just walk dogs. Like I think that I would, I would actually yeah. be happy walking dogs but if that makes you happy do that yeah so it's like i have a non-career but like i i just thought that i'd have a book published by now by the time i or like 40 i thought right. like when i went to the generic website factory i was like yeah like i got a lot of material there and i was like well are you writing a book i wrote one yeah okay. 
Um, now I'm not, I, I think I, my, my, I was like focused on the podcast right now. I think I want to write a fringe show a, Do it. Uh, called My Gay Husband. Do it. <laughs> I could play the gay yeah. husband. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I think you're too nice. But uh, yeah, I wrote a book the la- in the last couple of years. But yeah, I, I find that work is a puzzle I haven't figured out. Same. But, but okay, well, we are going to get great jobs. It's going to be we really are. good. Uh, that we love and that we want. Yeah, yeah, and that earn a lot of money and allow us to take naps. Yes, um, Ugh, a nap. Yeah. So good. Well, you know what? Now we have our song component. So we're just going to take a quick break and uh, turn down the mics. <laughs> <laughs> and the lights. <laughs> and the light. uh, so get ready, everybody. Turn down the a lights, song. Everybody. A really good, yeah. <laughs> turn down the lights, romance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> This song's gonna be so good. Okay. <laughs> uh. So we are gonna sing. What's its song? It's called Tub Thumping or the Tub part? Thumping. Okay. The one you know, I get knocked down, but I get up, up again. again. And John doesn't know the words, so he's gonna just sing along <laughs> with the chorus <laughs> and try not to make me laugh. <clears throat> okay. Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm ready. Yeah, okay. Uh, do a little intro, then we're gonna go. I get up again. You are never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You are never gonna keep me down. Oh, Danny boy, Danny boy, Danny boy. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You are never gonna keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You are never gonna keep me down. Oh gosh, that was really, we did nail it. That was very special. That was so good. So good. (laughs) So John, this has been a real dream. Uh, And (laughs) thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. Never change. Please come every week. Um, (laughs) I will. (laughs) We could, maybe this is our dream job. Yeah. Uh, So, okay. What are you working on right now? And where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, at John Kutcherkois on social media, John Kutcherkois on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, and then maybe catch me on Just for Laughs. Check the Just for Laughs page. Okay, hopefully. and see if he's there. Yes, okay. in July. Yeah, okay, so we'll see if he makes... 23rd, hopefully. July 23rd, he might be on Just for Laughs. We don't yeah. know. At the Comedy Mess okay. at 8 p.m. And also, <laughs> oh, and follow, but follow John on the interwebs because then you won't miss a show. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Is there anything else you want to tell our listeners? I love you so much. And this was so much fun. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you on the other side. Okay. Love you. Bye. Oh my goodness. That was the most fun. Thank you so much, John Kochakois. Thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, You can continue to help our dream jobs come true by checking out our work, sharing our stuff, sliding into our DMs. You can find John at John Kochakois on Instagram and TikTok. I'm only on Instagram at erica.j.schmidt. This is Your Strange and Beautiful Life is an independent podcast. So if you would like to sponsor the show in any capacity, 
you know what to do. Slide into my DMs or you can also get in touch via Facebook or my website, erikajschmidt.com slash content. Meanwhile, thank you so much to my darling big sister, Tess Levitt, who helped me to refine the inspiration for this podcast. Thank you to Sherwin Tijia of Sherwin's Quirky Events. Sherwin is my creative and technical advisor and my most cherished friend. And thank you also to my dearly departed aunt, Eileen Gunn, whose generous surprise gift helped me to fund my podcast equipment. And thank you to everybody who listens all the way to the end. Today, I have a special shout out to my besties, Retta and Caroline, who, like Maxine, listen all the way through every time. And it means everything. I so appreciate it. And if you, dear listener, would like a little special shout out at the end of the end of a future episode, slide into my DMs. It's the theme of the night. And thank you so much. I think I think we're done. Okay, so let's do the song again. Please sing along for best results. You ready? This is your strange and beautiful life. Okay, dear friends, find a way to laugh. Find a way to be kind and gentle with yourself. Love you so much. Love you. Bye. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You are never going to keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You are never going to keep me down. I thought I thought it was my stomach because I haven't eaten in an hour. Oh, I should have given you some cheese. I, I thought it was my stomach, <laughs> but it was your burp. Weird, I don't know why it was just a weird noise. That's oh, we amazing. might have to take it out. You are never going to keep me down. down. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>